And uh, remember, there's a word I used a while ago, only determination. And uh, we see someone who is really determined to have the word of God in his life and through his life. So uh, we're going to read two verses, 126 and 136. And it says this, 126, Psalm 119. It is time for the Lord to work, for they have made void thy law. 136, rivers of water run down mine eyes because they keep not thy law. Let's pray. Lord, we have your word as our guide, as our strength. And Lord, we wanted that word to really have a great impact in all of our lives today as we pray. And we ask it in Christ's matchless name. Amen. So here we have that desire of the soundness. And I put a title. And probably you recognize someone in the title. Is it not time, Lord? Is it not time? So the psalmist here, it says, he doesn't say, is it not time? But he says, it is time for the Lord to work. First of all, we see the boldness of his prayer. We often talk about being bold in our witnessing, but we should be bold in our intercession also. In the verse 122, he says this, he says, he says, but surety for thy servant for good. Be surety for thy servant. And then in verse 124, deal with thy servant. Also 136, he says that uh, in, in, uh, sorry, in uh, oh, yes, make uh, 135, I'm sorry. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant. He is bold, but he never forget that he is the servant. And 13 times in the Psalm 119, he will say, thy servant. So yes, we are the servant of the Lord, but even as a servant, we can be bold when we come to pray. So, and why is he bold? Why is, is he come with that prayer request in 126? It is time for the Lord to work. We are at the end of ourselves. We need you, Lord, to work. We cannot change things. How many times we try by our own effort to change things. And that is why we see here that Iav is confident is in the Lord, is not in himself. The only one who can change, change around in our world, as we often say, not a government, not new law, only God can make that change. And uh, and, and we see here his heart, because the more we love the word of God, the more sin will be horrible in our sight. And because they have made void thy law, which means they make it as nothing. It, it, it's not relevant to our, to our society, nor the Bible, we can put that away. And, and it's, it, uh, it, it's, it's of no value. And look, 
the world, how the, the world today and during that time, they made uh, the law void. But for the psalmist, how does he look at it? Verse 127, therefore, I love thy commandment above gold, yea, about fine gold. The world's the opposite. They want gold. They want this and this. But for the psalmist, the word of God was sufficient. I've been looking at the word content. No, what makes us content is not what I see, is what I have in my heart. The word of God, that makes us content. So what, what do we learn from that prayer? When he asked the Lord, it is time for thee to work. As I said, it's a, it, it show it's a desperate plea. Only God can do something. So it's a desperate plea. And the more we are desperate, the more our prayer will be a hard cry, as he is doing it here. It is time for the Lord to work. Now is the time. Imagine today, is it not time? After all what we have been hearing about and knowing about, it's time for the Lord to work. So we should be praying, Lord, it's time for you to work. Is it not time? Well, we should say, it's time, Lord. It's been too long since you act. It needs boldness, but never forgetting what we are. We're just servant. We cannot command God, but God is ready to move because he wants us to realize how much we need. And also, if it's a desperate prayer, it's a confession. It's a confession that we cannot do anything but to keep asking. I didn't say except asking. No, I, I said we cannot do anything but to keep asking. It's not our last resort. It's our main resort. It's the only resort is to keep asking God. And also the fact that he sees here that the people make void of the law of God. It just shows that his enemy, uh, they were rebellious. They dishonor God. And that should shake us, shake me to know what is being done to the name of the Lord. So that is his prayer. And then we, we see he keep on praying. And then he says in 135, look what he asked. Make thy face shine upon thy servant and teach me thy statutes. Did I make that prayer this morning? Lord, make me shine for you. And, but as he is asking for that intimacy with God, and we know that that's the, the blessing in number chapter six. I think our brother Stephen did speak about it at one time. No, to have his, his uh, face to shine upon us. And by the way, it's quite interesting that it, it's right after he talked about the Nazarite. Consecration, if there's no consecration, there won't be any shining face. The Lord will never make our, his face to shine upon us if, if we're not consecrated. There's much to be learned in number five, six, and seven. But that's his desire. So that's when you knew the word of God. So he want his face to shine. And then I'm surprised to read 136. Rivers of water run down mine eyes. Why? Why, why this happened? Because they keep not thy law. It's the same reason 
therefore they have made void of thy law, they keep not thy law. He asked God to act here. That was his reaction. Rivers of water were flowing. And that's not the only time we see that. If you turn with me to uh, um, in, um, in Psalm, in Psalm 6, please. Psalm 6 and verse 6. Psalm 6 and verse 6. As I said, I find it quite interesting as our brother was talking about joy and we are going to talk about tears. <laughs> he says this, Psalm 6, verse 6. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity, for the Lord hath heard my voice, the voice of my weeping. Again, we see the contrast. Somebody was walking close to God and he see iniquities and he weep. And then in Psalm 42, beautiful Psalm. And then we have the same thought again in verse three. And it says this, he says, my tears have been my knee day and night while they continually say unto me, where is thy God? There's also Psalm 56, but I won't go there. But there's many passages where tears are there. He talk, and in Psalm 56, he talks about the tears being put in a bottle in his book. So we want to get close to God. We want his face to shine upon us. But we will experience more of God. Is God indifferent with all what's going on in this world? You see, when there's people are breaking the law of God and doing what we see and hear, well, there's different type of reaction. The first one is indifference. Well, it doesn't pertain to me, so I'm indifferent. Or I could go in anger. Knowing all what's happening, I can go in anger. But or do I humble myself? Do I humble myself? And I would like to... Uh, to uh, close with 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. It's always been, no, how do I react? Here we see that rivers of, of water were flowing because of all what was happening. But, and we see the same thing in the Apostle Paul, a man walking close to the Lord in chapter 12 and in verse 20. This is what he says. He says this, he says that for I fear lest when I come, I shall not find you such as I would and that I shall be found unto you such as you would not, lest there be debates, envying, wrath, strife, bad bidding, whispering and swelling, tumult, and lest when I come again, my God will humble me among you, and that I shall bewail many which have sinned already. So, yes, where can I be joyful? And when can I be sorrowful? If I look at the Lord, I'll be joyful because of his redeeming work in my life, his faithfulness toward us. That's the joy of the Lord. But at the same time, when I look at men, it humbles me. 
it humbled me to see what's going on even among God's people. So uh, I want to, to really experience what God wants me to experience. And as the psalmist was, God, it's time for you to act. It is time to do it. But at the same time, as I ask for that, our prayer, yes, are sorrowful because of what we see and rivers of water. But, but we know what's coming. After the water, there'll be joy forevermore. So one, uh, one verse, I'm sorry, one more verse, Jeremiah 15, 16. I have, I have too many things in my mind, <laughs> but I love. And Jeremiah, who is called what? The weeping prophet. Did he have any joy in his life? <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. 15 and verse 16. So Jeremiah 15 and verse 16, we read this in his life. He says this. He says, thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me, what? The joy and rejoicing of my heart. And I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. The one who wept so much, if my head were water, I, I, I would weep all the time, he says in chapter 9. So, but when he had the word of God, that's where the joy comes. So, we are joyful to have the word. But when people break the word, that's our sorrow come. So, let us pray with that desire that people will know the joy of the word of God. Because there's no other way to be happy than to trust the word and obey the word. In his blessed name. Amen.